Jen? What? Where's the intro gone? Oh, it's gone, Phil. Why? Where's it gone? <laughs> We're back. Mm. You may have noticed that we took another hiatus. Slight interlude. <laughs> <laughs> There's been quite a few of them recently. We've only had two this year, to be fair, it's only March. We're going to let you behind the scenes on this one, dear listeners. Um, we've ditched the fancy stuff. Because mm. you know why? It's not our vibe, is it? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> no. We made it overly complicated and uh, we couldn't fit it in. All that extra fancy stuff that we'd put in. So, what we're like, doing... Not to make excuses, <laughs> but we're coaches, right? <laughs> not podcast editors. I want we right. we got too big for our boots. Yeah, we, I want to turn up, have some laughs, <laughs> yeah. tell a bit of a joke, and then hopefully by the end of the episode you go, well that was worth it. Yeah, and then do you know what we did? We tried to get other people involved as well, and instead of trying to make people like be free at the same time. Mm, yeah. So basically, we're going right back to basics. We're doing what we know really well. We're just going to sit in front of a microphone, no frills and fancies. We're going to bring you a podcast every week because that's what we do best. Mm. And we're just going to give you the the lols. We're actually going to do one every day. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. We're I honestly don't think... It, I don't think... I, I, I don't... I, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how to speak, apparently. I don't so know this who... is maybe why we shouldn't do a podcast. I don't know many words, and you don't know how to speak. Uh, yeah, it's not the best. But anyway, people like it, so um, let's just stick to what we know. Have you got any evidence of that? People liking it? Yeah, I have, because one of our clients... <laughs> slightly biased, but one of our clients was like... I've just uh, caught up on the podcast and I didn't quite like it when I didn't have you telling me to go put my coat on and she did a really good wig and impression. I loved it. Thanks, Beth. Well, we'll start every episode, <laughs> Beth, by telling you to put your coat on. Go put your coat right. on. <laughs> but this week, we're going to be chatting about the mindset of, I can't stop eating. And I think that phrase gets used a lot. I just can't stop eating. Yeah, tell me, help me. Can't eating. And you might have referred to it or heard it called binging, but... And you know what we're like. We wanted to give you a little bit of like background knowledge before we started. Just wanted you to know the difference between binging and overeating. Now, we've taken the definition from break binge eating. And I'm not going to lie to you. I've got the phone in front of us with the definition in front because I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> and there is quite a few different things. Now, don't panic if there's loads of things here and you're like, well, how do I know the difference? If you DM one of us, we'll screenshot this and send it across to you so that you can read through it. Because I know sometimes when you listen to a podcast, you're like, well... I'm supposed to remember all this. I've come out for a walk and I brought a notepad and pen. So, here's the difference. Overeating is when you would eat more than you usually would. The negative effects are usually only slight discomfort. The food that's consumed range from clean to highly processed. You're still in control of your behaviour, so you could stop if you wanted. And it happens to almost everyone. So that's overeating. Now, the difference is binge eating is regardless of the amount of the food, there's a sense of complete loss of control. The food eaten is predictably high-fat and high-carb foods. It occurs in only a small percentage of the population. It's usually triggered by some negative event. It usually occurs in isolation, and the behaviour is highly impairing. Now, it's funny that I told you that I was reading something, because if I hadn't, you'd have definitely known it anyway. Because yeah. my reading voice and my talking voice is two very different things. And just to add another layer, because you know we talk about emotionally eating all the time, mm. that is also its own thing. So that, um, again, the the degree, degree of control around that is that you could cease eating if you really wanted to. Could cease, cease. eating. Um, um, the caloric intake is, usually, is not unusually large. Um, it helps to soothe the negative emotion. 
and it's a normal behaviour. It resembles grazing and usually has no adverse consequences. So I think when we talk about topics like this for us, it's really important that we're being really clear on which category that's falling into. And the thing is, you might be like, well, why does it matter if I'm eating too much? Just like, give me the solution. But, and Jen's going to chat about this in a sec, that's actually part of finding out the solution because oh, I really need to think of an analogy off the top of my head really, really quickly. Right, here's one. If you wanted to put a nail in a wall, right? You just want that nail in the wall, don't you? You're not really bothered how you get it in there. But if I give you a hammer and I give you a spud, you'd use the hammer because that's the thing that works. You might be able to get it in with the spud, but it's probably not going to work. You're probably going to hurt your hand and there's going to be spud everywhere. So using the hammer is going to be the better tool. So when you're like, well, does it matter whether I'm emotionally eating? Does it matter whether I'm binging or overeating? It kind of does because the job that you're trying to do will have a different solution. You don't need a spud or a hammer for overeating. Well, you might overeat on potatoes, I don't know, but probably chips, but. Honestly, you can tell you definitely just made that up right off the top of your head there. Why was it not very good? <laughs> right, I've got a challenge. I need to get a nail in a wall. Which one am I gonna use, the spud or the hammer? I've got a challenge, I'm eating too much food. Which strategy should I use? Well, I don't know what, I don't know what it is I'm trying to do. I don't know what the thing is I'm trying to solve here. It's like if you was trying to put a nail or a screw in and I said, I'm not telling you which one it is, but oh, that's a better one. <laughs> right, I've got a nail and a screw. I'm not telling you which one I'm going to put, which one I'm going to give you, but I want you to choose hammer or drill first. And you're like, but if you're not telling me whether it's a screw or a drill, that how do I know which no one to choose? That makes no sense to anyone who knows nothing about DIY film. Well, it does because if everybody knows that you screw something in with a drill, well, drill something in with a drill, and that you hammer something in with a hammer, like everybody knows that, surely. Surely. We all know that. I don't know. I feel like we do. Right, if, if you don't know about which is which, then I'm not coming to your house. <laughs> you might need you at your house. At their race, sorry. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> bit of labouring. Must be a labourer, didn't I? Yeah. I only dug holes, though. When me and Phil met, he was digging holes with poop. No, not with poop. That I poop in. Yeah, I had the option between spade or poo, and I chose poo <laughs> to dig the holes with. That's when I didn't know how to find solutions to problems, though. Digging holes with poo. It was a messy job. It was. No, I worked in drainage, so uh, when I was digging holes, we was putting drainage pipes in. And quite often in a drainage pipe, there's poo. The poop. But I didn't use the poo to dig the hole, just in case anyone was wondering. Right, anyway, on that note. What was we talking about again today? <laughs> Overeating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or binge eating. Well, no, we're going to talk a little bit more specifically. There are some crossovers, but I think the most important thing that we think about today is why it's happening. Because when we understand why it's happening, we're then, like Phil said, we're then able to find that right solution. And I think that's the important thing. A lot of people just focus on trying to stop eating and, and just try and control what they're putting in. But a lot of the time, the reason they can't and then feel like they're failing and, and then beat themselves up because they, they just can't just do it is because they don't necessarily understand why it's happening in the first place. And I think that's really, really, really important. And a lot of what we do in our coaching is raise awareness around things and start to understand ourselves and why we're doing things. And it sounds really, really wishy-washy, but it's really important to understand yourself and what's going on with you and where that's coming from and why it's happening before we can start to find the right solution to move us forwards, basically. And I think the first interesting thing is, I hadn't done this before the episode, but I just started counting all the different reasons that we're going to reel off now. And that's the, I mean, there'll be more than this. I was going to say this isn't Yeah, this is not an extensive list. There'll be more, but 
We've actually come up with 11 already, just kind of like off the top of our head, or Jen has, she wrote the notes, but 11 already that are potential reasons for overeating. And that in itself must tell you, well, flipping heck, if there's 11 different reasons, it can't just be as simple as just eat less. Because all these 11 different reasons that we're going to list off now will probably all have, well, I know they do, they have different ways of responding to that thing. So... I'll run through the first few and we'll give a little bit of kind of info on each one as to why it causes overeating, but we'll try and not spend 10 minutes on each one or else this will be a seven hour podcast. So first thing, and this is going to be a weird one, but actually restricting yourself. And that can be telling yourself you're not allowed something, uh, having too low of a calorie target, having um, a belief that you're not allowed to eat something, yeah, eating less in the week, just some kind of restriction where you're not allowed to do something. And the reason that that causes overeating is because when you restrict yourself from something, all you want to do is eat it. Now, we could chat about this on a full episode, I think, couldn't we? Restriction I think we already have at some point. Yeah, we probably have. But just on the ba- like kind of the basic level, you restricting yourself and telling yourself you're not allowed something is going to make you want it more. But because you keep restricting yourself, it means you want it more and more and more until all of a sudden you go, I can't physically turn it down anymore. I'm going to have it. And at this point, your hunger is a 10 out of 10. Your craving is a 12 out of 10. Your ability to reduce or stop this from happening is pretty low. So you overeat on it just because you keep telling yourself you're not allowed it. Do you know what? Actually, I'm just looking at all these and I think we've actually done a podcast on all of them. So if you can identify which is the one that's causing you to overeat right now, you can probably mm. go and find another podcast that we've recorded that will help you with a solution to stop Clever. Love that. And if we were professional, we'd be able to tell you which one's which, but we're not, so can't. <laughs> but if you message us, I will genuinely... If you've got one of these, you're like, that's the one, that's the one that's for me, or either of us, we will genuinely go back through and we'll find the episode mm-hmm. for you. I think a lot of them are pretty self-explanatory, but there might be some that you're like, oh, I don't know which that one is. Yes, so that's the first one, restriction. Number two, labelling foods, good and bad. Seems really small. It doesn't seem like a big problem. Oh, I just say good and bad, it's not a problem. However... When you start to label things good and bad, that's when things like guilt start to set in, which I'll come on into a second because it can be slightly come different. Come on into. I'll come on into. Is that my phrase? <laughs> I'll come on to. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll come on into that one. Coming on to, come on into. Neither of them are phrases, are they? My bad. Anyway, so labelling food's good and bad. So you tell yourself that something is bad and then you feel bad. So then you eat more of it. Or... You label foods good, so you're like, right, this is, I'm going to smash it. I'm just going to eat good foods this week. It's just going to be salad. It's just going to be avocado and nothing else. I only said that because Jen just bought an avocado for the weekend away. Mm-hmm. And you only eat that. And all of a sudden, similar to the restrictions thing, you're like, well, now I'm going to overeat again because I've not been eating the foods that I actually want to. And it's the mindset more than the actual doing of it. So it's your thought process of this is good, this is bad. It causes overeating because you're, well, number one, probably a little bit, uh, or taking up a lot of your headspace as well. So it's that idea of like, well, should I have this? Should I not? It just causes confusion, frustration, endless thinking, headspace is taken. It's the mindset more than the actual um, verbal uh, saying of good and bad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Then number three, feeling certain emotions. So you feel guilty, tired, stressed, bored, wherever it might be. And during that phase of feeling it, you turn to food. It's your coping mechanism for that feeling. So you're feeling really tired, you've had a long day. Uh, and you know, sometimes it isn't even um, like tiredness specifically. It's not actually because you are feeling an emotion. It's because you're actually tired, you can't be over cooking. So you just get the easiest thing and you have it in a lot of, um, a high amount of it because you're not able to then tap into your thought process processes of, am I full? Am I hungry? How much do I need? Because you're just, just so tired. You just want that food. Yeah, you just want it. 
Um, but then there's other things like stressed and bored and guilty and stuff like that where maybe you are trying to suppress that emotion. Maybe you are trying to fill a gap that's being uh, that's been taken away because you're feeling stressed and you're trying to fill that um, that gap and you're trying to. Uh, I guess, you know, make yourself feel better in that moment. And because you're feeling stressed or bored or whatever it is, again, you don't have the ability to stop. You're just focusing on feeling better and finding a way to cope in that moment. So that's number three. Number four, mindless eating. So there's loads of ways that we talk about mindful eating. Obviously, mindless is the opposite. So if, perfect example, you're walking around the house, you've got uh, your food in one hand, your WhatsApping on the other, you've got the TV on, you're watching something on Netflix, you're walking around the house, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, where did that food go? Cars, another one, eating on the way to work. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's anything where you're consciously focusing on something else. Yeah. I know a lot, this was big in lockdown, I don't think it's as big now, but sitting at your desk at home, eating your dinner. I know some people still do that in the office. I know it's still a big thing in the office, but I know it was huge in lockdown where, because your kitchen was next door, or actually for a lot of people, their office was the dining room table. It meant that there was no real like mindful thoughts, were there? You're no. just eating whilst doing. Um, and then the final one, uh, and this is a phrase that used to confuse me so much, uh, but self-sabotage. So you're self-sabotaging yourself by overeating. And this can be, you know, this can go really deep, can't it? Into terms mm. like uh, in terms of like previous dieting, uh, and literally almost purposefully knock, knocking yourself off track. Uh, but self sabotage can actually cause you to consume more food, you know, and that can be coming from a place of you were doing re- really well and you self sabotage yourself. It could be coming from a place of um, there's some kind of struggle and it's feeling difficult, so then you self sabotage yourself. There's some kind of friction against what you're trying to do, so then you self sabotage and consume food. So that can come from a, a host of different. Um, I guess levels uh, and also it can be like a an isolated thing but it could be something that's been happening um, for a number of different years so there's your first five restrictions labeling food good and bad feeling certain emotions like guilt tiredness stressed bored stuff like that mindless eating and self-sabotage I think that might be the longest I've managed to stay quiet for I know during a podcast just so everybody's aware Jen was still here I was mm. can you believe that yeah no, I don't think I I've, can't. I don't think I've ever not butted in for such a long time. All in one. Do you know what's interesting? What you did butt in two or three times. But that was also very reduced from a normal butting mm. in. This. And it was honestly fantastic input. I massively appreciate you yeah, doing that. It's all right. I've got yeah. you back here. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Shall you mind now? Yeah, crack on. All right. My se- my first one's similar to yours. I might start butting in, but carry on. <laughs> so first. Move. One. <laughs> what was that? Interrupting car. <laughs> One of my favourite, all-time favourite jokes. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting Cal. Who's What? Interrupting Cal. Interrupting Cal. <laughs> See, you come for the jokes. <laughs> Stay for the science. I'm not, bring, I'm not bringing that section back. Don't need to. I'm I thought start. she's in it to get rid of that one. I'm going to put it throughout the episode so you don't need oh, to. Oh, right, okay. Um, so, negative self-talk is the first one. Um, I suppose it's really similar to self-sabotage, but I think more specifically, if we are constantly berating ourselves, in fact, it's linked to a lot of them. It's, it's usually just that constant putting ourselves down about every decision we're making or a lot of the times the things that we're not doing. And I think very often the, the things that we're saying to ourselves can be the things that lead us to then take the action of overeating. I think often... 
a lot of these things are rooted back to that negative self-talk and how we're speaking to ourselves in in terms of how we've reacted in a situation and that's not usually the way in which we are trying to react um and that negative self-talk is what tends to trigger the eating and the overeating at that point um so i'd say that's probably interlinked into quite a lot of them isn't it mm-hmm. um hunger so i think this kind of plays two parts and can break it down into two parts so i'd say hunger in general just feeling hungry and ignoring the hunger so i think when you've been on diets for a really long time we're taught that like hunger's almost well it's not ignoring it is ignoring the hunger isn't it mm-hmm. hunger's like a positive thing because hunger means that we're losing weight and i've heard that phrase quite a lot and we we tend to let ourselves get too hungry by ignoring that hunger and i think then that comes into a the next point of a lack of understanding around actual hunger levels so not being able to identify when you're feeling hungry because you've spent so long ignoring that hunger and then thinking about on that scale of like one to ten ten being like i'm absolutely starving pushing yourself to ten every single time and then overeating because you're so hungry that you lose all sense of control and just eat it really mindlessly, really quickly. Not necessarily any thought goes into what you're eating because you're so desperate for food at that point. And I think there's there's a real sense of loss of control when, when you get to that point because it's just like that desperation for food almost. Um, and even things like... Um, I had a conversation with someone the other day and I suppose this goes into the next one about relying on snacks over meals but I had a conversation with someone the other day who like it it, um said that she felt like snacks were bad and like I say we've done a full podcast on that one so I'm not going to it too much but the idea that snacks are bad can then mean that we're getting too hungry um and overeating but on the flip side there's this idea of not actually eating full meals and just because you feel like you've not got time or you're too busy or you just don't think about it or you've not got the food in and then you start eating snacks and those snacks are then not filling you up and then you become reliant on those snacks and then you end up overeating and then that leads into all those other different things as well. And then the last one would be food choices. So in this instance, you might be eating meals but not eating meals that are actually filling you up so you feel like you're eating what you would deem as maybe a, a good meal for for want of a better phrase um but that meal actually isn't filling you up and therefore you end up eating more food so actually if we can focus on the food choices that we're making we're more likely to not feel that need to keep eating because we're actually satisfied and full from the meals that we're having basically boom didn't interrupt once either interrupting once no no mm. don't know why i just said it like that like yoda <laughs> is it yoda yeah that's all right yoda it is yoda isn't it yeah you can't quote things that you've not seen though i've seen him i know what he looks you've like you've seen star wars that little man no i've never seen it i just know which oh, one he is yeah no you can't so everything backwards yeah mm. back to now that was now that was such a bad impression that's fine um but 
I've not seen it, so maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was fantastic. You could have just told me that was amazing. And I, wouldn't I can do difference. a better Chewbacca impression, but I'm not going to do it because it'll probably wake Reggie up and then it'll be a pain in the butt. Probably. Ball. It'll be like, oh, Chewbacca's in there. <laughs> I don't know who Chewbacca is. <gasps> Reggie went off on a walk today chasing a pheasant, didn't he? Oh, that was a nightmare, yeah. wasn't it? Um, we've segued well, that, haven't we? Um, basically, yeah, sorry. just to reiterate what I said before, there's so many different reasons why overeating happens. And I know that when we say that, that might mean you go, oh my God, this is going to be so difficult. But instead, take pleasure in the fact that you don't have to just try harder. Mm. And take pleasure in the fact that it's not your fault. There will be a solution. There's always a solution. And the goal right now isn't to find the solution yet. It's to find the why. As Jen said, figure out the why. Work out Mm -hmm. why you're overeating. Then find the solution. And that is where the answers lie. I've just thought of two other ones as well. You don't, I mean, you'll start saying two more, then I'll think of one, then you'll think of a couple, then I'll think of three more. So it's probably better we don't get into this. No, I know, but what I'm saying is like, the, there is more. Oh, that's what I mean, yeah, there's so many. Can and, I say mine though? No. Please. Go on then. My Alcohol. Nice mm. And social pressure. Mm. Eating when you don't necessarily want to. Peer you like pressure. You have to do. Like peer pressure, family pressure, mm. stuff like that. That is true. Mm. Uh, very true. Yeah, so there's tons. There's, like I said, that's, that's 13 thank you now. For, thank you for listening to my two extras. You're welcome. I really More appreciate than that. Can I put you on the spot now? Mm, I'm not going to lie. Based on what you said before we started recording this podcast, I, I've been trying to stop this bit from happening. Well, what did I say? Well, you said it was funny. It is. <laughs> right. Well, that worries me. <laughs> no, no, no. Not like in a... I'm not going to like make you do something or... This is this isn't funny for like I mean I just think it's funny it's in my head I oh. think everything I say is funny so it <laughs> might not be funny to anybody else anyway do you know what interesting fact about stop Phil stop trying to avoid it but carry on interesting fact about so I didn't Phil. know there was any interesting facts about me so this should be great go on he's got the third biggest <laughs> nose on the planet no and oh. um, sometimes he laughs at his own joke because when it comes out of his mouth it's the first time he hears it yeah it's quite common. <laughs> literally all the time he'll start laughing because he's like I didn't know that was coming well, that was funny that wasn't it <laughs> who, thought, who told me to say that that's how quick his brain works no that's a really good I, honestly that I feel so grateful for that you know what that you're funny without realising mm. like, if I did stand up I'd sit on the front row <laughs> yeah we've always said that you'd be awful at stand up oh, but terrible. you'd be really good at comparing because mm. you're really like reactive I'd be, a, I'd be the worst stand up because I'd get out there and I'd be like waiting for someone else to say something so I could say something bit like Chris Ramsey why? I really don't like his stand-up, but then, obviously, we all know that one of my favourite, all-time favourite podcasts is Shag Married Annoying. Because mm, he's got someone to bounce off. Yeah, that's what I mean. Which like, is what? Is he good on panel shows? Yeah. That well, Exactly. But then you've got someone like Russell Howard, who is an all-rounder. Bit of an all-rounder. All yeah, but then, rounder. I think he's known for his panel show stuff a bit more. Yeah, but when I went watch, I remember the first time I went watching him, it was in a really small venue, and he did his whole set based on the audience like he was just literally like he didn't script any of it Love that. Well, again, I, i'm assuming he must have had yeah though, yeah but then so i was because of my experience with other people like this when we went watching him when he was at the men mm. i was like i just don't know what he was gonna do but he was, good, but he was so good and that was all scripted he ran out to fireworks it was mental yeah, it was really remember good. That? and we ended up on the front row didn't we we didn't <laughs> even know that was phenomenal because he was sat he was but in the middle wasn't he the problem with being in the front row was he was on a massive stage wasn't he yeah. So we was looking up for oh. most of it. It was like we were on the front row of the cinema. I I literally could have cried because I needed a wee so mm. bad. And I was on the front row of a yeah. comedy. 
You went, didn't you? And he was fine. I did. Nobody said anything and no. it was great. It was the best moment of my entire life. Sorry. Getting up in front of all of those people hmm. and not being heckled. Not remember that I proposed a month ago, no. Yeah, no, still not as good. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, right. <laughs> oh, fine, now I'm going to put you on the spot. Go on, then. I think you like it. It's your all kind right, of question okay, that you on. would enjoy. Okay. Would you rather... Okay. This is a long question, so don't <laughs> butt in, all right? No. Be covered in fur... And every single time you walk past a lamppost, you have to get on all fours and pretend to have a way. Or be covered in scales, and every time you're in a crowd, at the top of your voice, you have to go, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just what? keep swimming. Oh, like a fish? Yes. I thought you meant a snake. No. Which one would where, you rather? Where did that... Right, can we just say that before you start this podcast, you're like, I've got a question that's just popped into my head. Why did that... Just pop it to I've got serious problems, haven't I? That is hilarious. I'm worrying myself Just a lot. popped into mm. head. I think... Think what comes into my head when I really think about stuff. <laughs> Every lamppost. All of them. Mm. And then the other one's just crowds. Of five or more. So if you can see five or more, I'd, I'd definitely go to the gym with you all the time. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. But well, so I'd literally more. just spend the whole time walking around and just No one can see this because it's a podcast, but you have to do this as well. <laughs> Which is basically me putting my hands together and then pretending that I'm like um, the front of a fish. You know how the fish kind of like goes left, right, left, right. That's what I'm doing. Right. I think I'd go for the fur, mainly because I'm always cold. Mm, and I do go to the toilet quite a lot. That is true. So I feel like it, that fits more naturally into my natural habitat lifestyle. I'm going to presume you're not going to actually have a wee. You just pretend you don't actually have to wee. <laughs> I've got clothes on, remember. Like, I'm not like promoting indecent exposure, Jen. You don't have to... But I'm covered in fur, so it wouldn't be that indecent. Mm. There'd be nothing to see. Fair enough. <laughs> Dog walks would be a nightmare. You two stopping it. Every lamppost. Is that I what it was inspired by? I wouldn't come with you. I'd just leave you to just crack on. <laughs> I wouldn't come with you. But I'd definitely come to the gym with you if you had to do the Just Keep Swimming thing because that would be hilarious. <sighs> yeah. Someone would o- think you were going to ask him if, like, how many sets have you got left? Actually, <laughs> you're just walking over going, Just Keep Swimming, Just Keep Swimming. But at the top of your voice, I'm looking at you. I'd give you a tan, <laughs> uh, No, I'm going to take the furry one. The fur. Do you know, I never thought that you're always cold, so. I am mm. always cold. I think I could do with it. I think of a better one in two weeks' time. I'm not going to think between now and then. I'm just going to think. Uh, on the, the spot. Podcast. Yeah. Uh, on the spot, on the spot. I put myself on the spot. To think you on, on the, the spot. spot question. Yeah. No, that was a good one. I like that one. Right, yo. Thank you so much. Right, we don't have an outro either. But what we do have is me going, um, please make sure that you rate it, mm-hmm. like it, subscribe to it, share it, leave us a rating and all that it. stuff. You can. You definitely can't leave us a rating. You can. No. Do like, to show a, re- a, a review. You it's can. a review, isn't it? Right, you ready? Your star ratings. Yeah. Right, so you leave a little star rating. That's what I'm on about. What are you on about? How do you do it? Yeah. Oh, scroll down to the bottom. Just click five. Tap to rate, five. Hey, what size is that a new one? No. Love this podcast. Very informative, but at the same time, very funny. Look forward to it every week. Jen's mum. No, it's not. Well, who else is called Bendy Woo? <laughs> it's Jen's mum. <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. <laughs> Um, look, honestly, we massively appreciate you listening. We genuinely do. Just listening. We do, yeah. And I'm so, sorry that we've not we've been a bit 
all over the place recently, but we are here and we are back every mm. week. Absolutely. Prom- we're making a promise. Yes, promise from us to you. Right, go and have an absolutely phenomenal day and we will catch you again next week. Bye.